Hey everyone, before we start, we'd like to let you know that this episode is about miscarriages and one of your host's recent experience with one. We talk very bluntly in this episode about the process and the procedure and the aftermath and all of the feels that come with an experience like this. We do laugh too, don't worry, there's always something to laugh about, but if this is something that triggers you, consider sitting this episode out and check back with us next Wednesday. We love you, on with the show. And welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm Kate Elston. I'm Meg Hayes. And I'm Meg Trowbridge. We are so happy that you are all joining us, listeners. We're very happy to have you. This is a very special episode of Vicious Cycle. It is. On this special episode of Vicious Cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the title, I'm sure you can see what we're talking about. No surprises. It's about an ectopic pregnancy had by one of your blosts. That's hosts. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wow, we haven't horrible. tried that one before. We haven't tried that. That didn't, that didn't wow. work out well. Um, and oh we'll, get there. we'll get there. How dare you? Bloast. <laughs> As a bloast. Oh very my God. And then there's like a verb bloasting when you blow no. somebody. <laughs> my husband won't what. even let me bloast him. <laughs> um, but before we get into the ectopic pregnancy, uh, let's talk about our last periods. Um, Meg Hayes, you want to start? Well, um, I actually used the hotline. I'm pretty sure I'm the the highest caller on our hotline. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I had to call because I had a doozy of a day this week. Um, And I thought I'd share it with you all. All right, let's play it. Hi, everyone. It's Meg Hayes from the podcast. I just wanted to call in because this morning for like the third or fourth month in a row I fucking forgot to put a tampon in in the morning like I don't understand how this is becoming a thing so for the first time ever while I was teaching I actually excused myself there were like other adults in the room so I just was like kids you need to write and I need to go to the bathroom because I was not going to allow another pair of underwear to be ruined by my like period brain and my ass has been getting bigger lately you're welcome so my underwear have been like falling down my butt and this is like the one pair of underwear that actually fits I was like hell no so I ran to the bathroom I didn't leak thank you hold your applause I was able to like catch that blood in my labs and put in a super tampon and then hustle back to teach the children of our future because they are our future. Um, Mercury is definitely still in retrograde. Um, but you know what? I beat the odds. And this underwear is good for another month. Hopefully they won't be compromised next month. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. So what's the status of those undies? Are they They're good. still good? They're good okay. to go. Good. Congratulations. Thank Congrats. you. <laughs> Oof, that's rough. I was like, fuck my life. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank you. I mean, nothing to apologize <laughs> for because I, you know, my my large labia lips did the work for me. So <laughs> They're like straining under the They're weight. Like, you <laughs> bitch. <laughs> 
Well, I'll go next. So, listeners, as you may have heard, uh, the three of us plus two extra friends were working on a show called Vicious Cycle the Musical. So excited. It's a musical about Vicious Cycle. It's quite quite easy. Um, Anyway, you can go and find out more at ViciousCyclePodcast.com for dates and everything like that if you're in the Bay Area. But the the funny thing to report on that was that the five of us, so it's the three of us plus Alyssa Sanchez and Gabby Moma, we were all menstruating at the same time yes, in our second were. writers meeting. And it sort of just came out naturally. Like I was like, oh, guys, I'm going to start bleeding like any minute now. And everyone else was like, oh, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. And by the end of that meeting, I had started to bleed and... The show's canceled. It's over. Yeah, like that's that's the show. We, we peaked. Good we as peaked. Where, where do we go from there? So good. Um, and I will say, on my period, I bled through some thinks, mm, and I really? do thinks that I had dried them. <laughs> and also because I think when I dried them, they got they shrunk because they were tighter mm. and they left marks on my hips that are kind of like that itchy. Oh, you know, yeah. when you wear something really tight and it itches, it's like yeah. still there. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of bummed about that, but um, mm. yeah, I'm buying a hundred dollars worth of things. <laughs> Just don't dry them. Yeah. I in love the dryer. Yeah. Oh, yes. I see oh, what yes. you're yes. saying. You dried them as and you put them in the dryer. By accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Um, yes. Yeah. So I think I have two pairs and one of them is just kind of like useless now. Got it. I, mean, I don't know. I slept in it. Day. Yeah. I slept in it and then kept wearing it. So maybe that's why I had leaked. Yeah. I got a little. I got a little. Uh, hubris. Got hubris yeah. in my puberus. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you came back from blows with that one (laughs) (laughs) um well i am excited to report that i am not blacording whoa yeah yeah and that's uh maybe listeners haven't been keeping track but like i basically have been bleeding for like the past like five episodes since we launched season two yeah uh and Maybe I'll just go into why. Let's do yeah, it. Let's, let's start it. it. <clears throat> so title of this episode alludes to an ectopic pregnancy, which is something I experienced uh, this winter. Um, so I'm just going to like rip off the bandaid and play this clip. I have a surprise. Oh boy. Not song. Oh boy. Just surprise. Oh, oh, oh. I'm pregnant. I well, I decided I would say it tonight. It's still early. That's why you're not drinking right now. Also, I just love mint tea. Yeah, it's still early. I think I'm like seven weeks. Okay. Um, Holy yeah. shit yeah. balls. I have an appointment on Monday. Holy shit balls. I know. Crazy. The pod's having a baby. <laughs> Sorry. Just had to. Oh, I'm so happy that we recorded that. Though. Me too. What? So when was that? That was December? No, that was February. January? February? Or that was the end of January. Yeah. End okay. of January. Okay. Uh, or maybe very early February. I okay. think that clip establishes that I'm the Joey of the group. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, <gasps> yeah, late reaction. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, late January, kind of mid January, found out I was pregnant um, and uh, just kind of was enjoying that. Had a few symptoms early on, like uh, sore boobs came on like pretty much right away um and then like I could smell 
everything. Whoa. Um, and like, especially like walking on the streets. What like, a horrible superpower. I, it, it was terrible because <laughs> it smelled like someone was always smoking near me. Like it all, oh. I always smelled tobacco. And it was like, it was because someone was smoking like probably a block away. Wow. Dang. And I was like, well, that sucks. Um, but uh, so then I told y'all that the week before my first appointment. And, and explain why you told us because it was really early. It was early. Well, the main reason I told you is because we host a podcast about periods. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. so at the we'll, more. We'll find out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to become clear. Um, but I also have thoughts uh, where one wanted to share because either I was I didn't want to have to lie about not getting a period um, Two, if something happened. I wanted to talk about it with y'all mm-hmm. and I want to talk about it on the podcast. But three. I just, I don't know if I buy in that we should wait to tell people. I mm. let's, let's talk about that maybe towards the end. Yeah. I have thoughts too, but I want to hear, I want to hear your this experience. experience because, because listeners, obviously Meg and I have known this, but yeah, we haven't really sat down and like unpacked it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We wanted the microphones so it could get real. We wanted your blows to hear this. <laughs> blows is not going to happen. Um, so a couple days after we recorded that, um, I had my first doctor's appointment and that's where they, you know, stick a wand up you. It's called a transvaginal ultrasound. What? Um, yeah. The like, transcontinental. Yeah. Rail <laughs> yeah. Ever been. It's wild. Um, and that's where they kind of f- locate the embryo and kind of see how far along you are and tell you like, and, and in that appointment, you have to be ready to talk about genetic testing oh and like all God. this stuff. Cool. So that's Kevin and I were like, getting emotionally prepared for that. And so then, and it's sweet. Like they, they, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but every time I see a gyno, they always like hit hard. Like, is your home safe? Are you safe at home? Is Mm. your partner Mm -hmm. hurting you? Mm -hmm. Like I always get it. And Mm -hmm. some of my other friends don't get those questions. Oh, I do. So weird. So anywho, um, so after they made sure that I was comfortable at home, they let Kevin come in. Mm-hmm. And so then we're like sitting there, we're holding hands. We're like looking at the ultrasound. They like have the wand up me. It's very weird to have Kevin in the room for this. Cause they also gave me like the breast exam. I have the open little. Oh, paper weird. Vest. And he was there and he's there. So then the ultrasound's happening. They can't find an embryo. Um, and so, so they kind of start poking around other parts of my body. Um, and they notice something that looks weird on my ovary. So um, it's a nurse practitioner who's checking me out. So she gets in a gyno uh, and she looks around and she's like, when was the first day of your last period? Question we know very well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, December 16th. And she's like, okay, well you might, I mean, the, the dates are probably a little off. And I'm like, they're not. I'm, I'm really good at tracking my period. I use this app. I have a podcast about periods. Do you know who I am? Do you even know? <laughs> um, I'm kind of big in this area. <laughs> in this arena um and so when we left they just kind of told me like okay well your uterine lining is thick you're you should you're definitely pregnant because I was kind of paranoid that maybe I was wrong maybe I read the test wrong Mm -hmm. all these weird symptoms are happening for no reason but uh so they said most likely I was wrong about my dates and that Mm. it was just too early to see anything and that they kind of gaslit you a little bit but I think it's also because they just don't want to like deliver bad news unless they feel confident yeah. that that's what it is. Okay. But either way it sucks. Yeah. So then I had to go give blood to test the HCG level, which is the pregnancy hormone. And that's how like when they do a blood test to see if you're pregnant, that's how they can tell if you are. So we did that. And then it was a waiting game. We had to wait for the test to go through. 
I gave the world's most pathetic urine sample. I didn't know I was going to have to pee, so I was not ready. I gave like a few trickles and I was like, is this enough? And the nurse was like, yeah, it's probably fine. And like the reading came back super weird. Like I tested positive for all this weird stuff. (laughs) They're like, I think you're a dog. (laughs) Um, So, so it was all a mess and we just waited for results to come in, but I'm at work and uh, it's a Tuesday and I get a call from the nurse practitioner and she's like, Hey, so it's you, your hormone levels are high enough where we should be seeing something. So at this point we're pretty confident it's an ectopic pregnancy. And does it define what that is? Gladly. And she's got the paper. Americanpregnancy.org says. It's my favorite website. It's a great website. Not Mayo Clinic, Meg. (laughs) I just, sorry. Um, (laughs) I chose this one because they're so like kind of up their butts in the way they write. An ectopic pregnancy occurs when the fertilized egg attaches itself in a place other than inside the uterus. Almost all ectopic pregnancies occur in the fallopian tube and are thus sometimes called tubal pregnancies. Tubular. I mean, (laughs) It's anything but tubular. (laughs) The fallopian tubes are not designed to hold a growing embryo. Thus, the fertilized egg... Yeah, go figure. Wait, wait. Sorry, read that again. I zoned out for a second. The fallopian tubes are not designed to hold a growing embryo. Um, thus the fertilized egg in a tubal pregnancy cannot develop properly and must be treated. An, oct- an ectopic pregnancy happens in one out of 50 pregnancies. Wow. wow. Yeah. And then this fun little stat. That's it's a flo- pretty common. Ex- right? Does right? that feel common? It feels much more common than, you know, they let on. Um, if the fallopian tubes have been left in place, you have approximately a 60% chance of having a successful pregnancy in the future. So that's so Wait, if what's left in Wait, place? Wait, read that if, last part. So <clears throat> I'll unpack that. Uh, oh, no, I'm going to need but, wait, but read it again. So if the fallopian tubes have been left in place, you well, have a... As opposed to what? So if you have a rupture, they have to remove Oof, a okay. fallopian Oof. tube. So if they're... But if they're left in place. Yeah. It means your Because if you have one of your fallopian tubes removed, then I think you have a 50% chance mm, because okay. now you only have one Every ovary other. with eggs being delivered. Got it. Um, and I think it's, it's like they tell you that once you've had an ectopic pregnancy, the risk of having another like goes up by a certain percentage. Hmm. Um, and so it's like one, you don't know the cause of the original ectopic pregnancy. Right. Um, but, but yeah, so, so fun. That's a fun little fun times. I love that they say most happen in your fallopian tubes. Like what? One happens in your nose. Like what? Are well, I think maybe your ovary. Yes. So for. So there are a couple other locations what? that an embryo might. Yeah. I can't even picture what that would be. It, so one place. Oh, like, wait, I got it. Sorry. Just oh, had to. Oh. I just had to bring that up like okay. CNN style. Yeah. Just like shoot map over here. of New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> shoot map over here. Wolf, my ovaries. Wolf, can we get a close up? <laughs> Zoom in on the. Yeah. <laughs> but where is what you said? There's a couple places. So there's a couple places. Um, one is. Uh, on the ovary, which I think is where they were afraid that my my God embryo sure. was stuck on, because they saw a weird thing on the ovary. Um, the other is I think on the outer uterine wall or on the cervix. Hi. So so until they know where it is, they call it a pregnancy unknown location mm. or a PUL, which Kevin tried really hard to turn into a parody of PYT. What? <laughs> P-U-L- 
pregnancy unknown location oh, and we we did bad that a timing. lot bad timing <laughs> i mean Kev, for you know, a lot of reasons i was just like I, you know i he's trying to get reach me on my level it's nice sure, it's real sure. nice so, <laughs> whatever works for you so buddy. it worked um but uh but yeah so after that appointment uh after the call saying it's a topic come back in and that uh, from there it's like like you can't do anything i was actually supposed to go to san diego that weekend mm. How did you feel at this time? I I mean, I was kind of numb. I was kind of hoping that at this point, they, they, no one could confidently say, like, you definitely have an ectopic pregnancy. They just said, you're at this certain level. And since we couldn't see it, it seems like this is the case. Right. But from there, I had to go in for more ultrasounds, more tests, um, and then more uncertainty. So I think part of the uncertainty was I had, like, a growth on my ovary and... And they, I, it seemed like they couldn't actually find the embryo. Turns out I have a dermoid cyst on my left ovary, mm-hmm. which eventually I have to get surgically removed. Um, and then. Is that what's just, that, that's what causing your weird periods? Maybe. Okay. I Weird. We'll get into it more. Okay. But the frustration with my doctors have, has oh only risen. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I had more ultrasounds, one that was like over the abdomen and then another transvaginal. Mm. Um, and then, uh, from there, um, also we should like, what's the risk of an ectopic pregnancy? Did we mention that? Like, why is it so dangerous? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, because the fallopian tube is not meant to carry, uh, a baby to term, um, once the embryo is at a certain size, it will rupture your fallopian tube. Ooh, yeah. And if that goes untreated, you will die because internal bleeding and you go, go into shock. Um, and so and that happens pretty fast in the, like how many weeks we talking to it? Do they know? I don't know. Cause I think they were nervous about me. Cause I was like at least seven weeks along. Um, and according to the little app I had, it was like, your baby's the size of a blueberry. So I had something the size of a blueberry mm, yeah. in my fallopian tube, mm. which is the size of angel hair pasta. Ooh. So, Oof. which also and means, did you feel it? I mean, n- not really. Um, and so I had cramps on that side, mm. but like now I think, so you know, it was, from on, my it was on your left side. Well, the, it could have been my dermoid cyst making that got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. pain. So you don't know. Okay. Got it. Yeah. There's, there's still a lot of unknowns, which is, so excited. Um, but yeah, so uh, so once I was diagnosed with ectopic pregnancy, they were like, just be very like in tune with your body. If you're bowled over in pain, if you feel an intense pain in your shoulder, that means you have blood pooling around your diaphragm. Good oh time. Yeah. So just, you know, keep an eye on that. Um, so if any of if I felt any of that, I had to rush to the ER because it probably meant I had a rupture. And then even after treatment, you can still rupture. So it was just multiple weeks of like anything could happen. Um, So knowing the risk uh, and also still like being unclear, no one being confident enough to say this is definitely an ectopic pregnancy. um, I was just still going to work Mm. and like I had a boss in town. So I was like hanging out with her on a Thursday. um, I was about to have, a nice dinner with my work team. Um, and I got the call from the nurse the next day after everything went down, I recorded this. So you'll hear I'm a little drained. I was, uh, 
about to sit down to enjoy some dumplings um, to practice some self-care. And uh, I got a call from my nurse practitioner saying that I had to go to the ER. So I had to leave before dumplings. In fact, I didn't have much of a lunch. I had nuts and half a cup of soup and then was going to gorge on dumplings and then didn't have that. So I was hungry and cranky and really sad. Um, And that is how my night began last night. So go to the ER. Everyone is absolutely lovely to me and they're all, you know, sad because it's like a desired pregnancy. Um, But, uh, you know, they (laughs) get another wand up the old vagine. Only this time they didn't have the normal cover. So she had to use the thumb of a rubber glove, which felt really glamorous. Let's just pause there. Let's just appreciate that moment. I'm in the ER, which is just already a miserable place. They're doing an ultrasound in the gurney where I'm like literally just split from other people by a curtain. And she's like, okay, um, I couldn't find any of the sheaths. So I'm just going to use the thumb of this glove. For an ultrasound. For an ultrasound. Your third ultrasound. My third transvaginal ultrasound. And so just imagine like (sighs) the thumb and this is like up me. And then the rest of the glove is just dangling oh outside of me. It's just like this. This is an image in a movie you need to write. Yes. I was like, I, I can I can work with this. This is the opening scene of the next Hulu original. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, is this why you want to have dumplings tonight? Oh, maybe. I just want. I mean, <laughs> I feel so deprived of dumplings from this night that yeah. now I'm like, I can never have I mean, too many did dumplings. you call Kevin and you're just like, meet me at the hospital with a dozen dumplings. Dumplings. Actually, I asked if... I should have I should have prefaced it with this. I'm at the restaurant. The nurse is like, you need to go to the ER. And I'm like, how soon do I need to go to the ER? <laughs> I just ordered some sumai. I was like, do and- I do I have time to eat dinner? She's like, a small dinner at home. And I was like, I was going to have dumplings at a restaurant. She's like, we need you to come in now. And I'm like, <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's when you lie. Yeah, yeah, you lie. <laughs> God bless that you're a comedian because you can mm. find the comedy in most of a empty hand hanging out of your vagina. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's a strength. It's I'm a just imagining skill. the feeling of dangling rubber Was fingers on your you? butthole. So, I, I feel like once it, I felt it dangle and then once it was for, for far enough in I think it was just kind of like resting on the crack oh, god. <laughs> it was great so humiliating oh yes. my god because yes. it's already a humiliating thing also to just be like kind of naked in the Sprayed. ER totally and then you're penetrated oh my <laughs> god <laughs> so here's more <laughs> and you know it, it's funny because it's like they felt like they couldn't 100% confirm it was an ectopic pregnancy. It's like the lining of my uterus was thick enough where they were like, uh, they basically told me maybe there's a risk that we'll treat an ectopic pregnancy and that there could be a viable pregnancy in the uterus too. So it was a lot to process. And then they, you know, told us the option where it's, you know, because it's early enough and nothing had ruptured, then it's a medicine called methotrexate, um, which is actually a type of chemotherapy, which is cool to know. And um, 
and I was prepared for that. I was mentally prepared for that because um, I'd had the week to kind of um, learn what you do with an ectopic pregnancy. Um, but then she told me uh, it was both methotrexate and then um, a like suction procedure. Um, and that I was not emotionally ready for. So kind of just stewed in that for several hours, dreading it. Um, the upshot was that with the procedure they gave you fentanyl. Um, so I was like, sure, I will try fentanyl. Um, but, uh, I, I was just, I was kind of a wreck. Um, and like in between just being totally numb, um, and watching 30 rock. Thanks Tina Fey for helping me through my ectopic pregnancy. Um, I just, I, my stomach was in knots thinking about the procedure. I, I don't really know why, because I trusted the doctor, you know. But um, I think it just made it feel a little, like it was just another um, <laughs> insult to injury, you know. It's like losing pregnancy I want. And I kind of like, because it, it's it's like a forced abortion. It's, it's, it's fucking tragic. Um, and then just... I couldn't get the visuals of suctioning out my uterus out of my head. So, uh, when the OB came back in, she said, um, that they were really certain it's an ectopic pregnancy in my fallopian tube. And that sometimes you can just do the methotrexate without the procedure. And I was like, yep, yeah, I want that. No procedure. I'm good. I don't need fentanyl. I never need to try fentanyl. It's fine. Um, but she's like, well, okay. And I, I mean, I asked like, are there big risks? You know, like, is it, definitely good to do the the procedure and and she was just like it's so likely that the methotrexate will do what it has to do um that you won't need it and I was like okay so I'm rolling the dice we only did methotrexate last night finally got it injected in both of my butt cheeks uh at like 1 30 last night and uh and the if worse comes to worse I'll have to have the suction procedure uh, next week. Um, and that's depending on if I have issues with, you know, uh, my uterine lining coming out. Um, it's like if I'm bleeding too much, it means it's probably having a hard time. And if I'm not bleeding enough, it probably means I'm having a hard time. So I have to be Goldilocks in my miscarriage. And... Uh, yeah, and they're just going to keep testing my hormone levels. and uh, It's really sad. But it's really, you know, I was telling Kate and Meg that it's like this sad thing, but it's like I'm so grateful for this podcast because it's like, you know, I, I know two women who have had ectopic pregnancies, um, but it feels, you know, really rare and, and something people don't talk about because it's sad to tell people, you know, you're like, well, I was pregnant and now I'm not because of medicine. Um, and, uh, and also like I'll be, you know, experiencing a miscarriage and, um, and so I'm just really glad that I have a place where I can talk about it. 
why i cried this week (laughs) (laughs) it just got one um thank you for recording that yeah yeah i mean it's funny listening to it because it's uh some of it i'm just like oh does anyone like is that interesting to anyone Uh, yes yes Yes. for sure 100 that's gonna resonate with so many people because like you said people don't talk about it yeah yeah and many, many people going through this may not have anyone to talk to. Yeah, they suffer in silence because they haven't yeah. told anyone. Yeah. So when you were in the room waiting, like deciding whether or not to have the suction, mm-hmm. were you by yourself? Uh, I was with Kev. Okay, that's, that's good. Yeah. So we were, yeah. Uh, no, Kevin was like pretty amazing. He was, you know, he came to all these appointments with me. Um, and then, I mean, we were at the ER for about, six hours and they it was they called you to the er because the test came back like a hundred percent no they just they called me to the er because they were pretty sure like i don't think i ever got a it is 100 percent an ectopic mm-hmm. pregnancy so um and like and that was part of like while they were going to give me the methotrexate they're like now if you have a viable pregnancy then that's why we need the suction and i'm like why would I have a viable pregnancy? Like, why is that even a conversation we're having? Right. I'm you here because you told me I have an stuck a wand yeah. up me three, three times. times. Um, so I have to imagine that I just got a bunch of like bureaucratic, like we have to make sure we say all these things that could potentially happen, even though oh, to like, cover our ass. you know, yeah. like, and it was just, it was really annoying. But so for once um, it was decided the treatment, they brought me to a private room, which was nice because mm-hmm. otherwise, you're just like in in the row with all the other. Oh no no no! I I, I recorded it, but it it wasn't that that interesting. But um, I remember the next day after I recorded that, I was like walking in the rain um, because drama, and uh, and I remembered from the night before that I was next to this kid who was like he. I mean, obviously he was in pain, but he thought what he was experiencing was the most like revolutionary like no one has ever experienced this before and he needs to communicate it to people (laughs) so he's just like as he's in pain he's like like moaning really loudly and then once it subsides he's like okay mom i just i want you to know what i was experiencing so the 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 pain was rolling it it took over my body but it was it was a rolling pain and like and he's just like like being so descriptive and when the doctor is like oh so you're a college student huh yeah what do you study cinema i was like we need to get out <laughs> of this er reassign now <laughs> you let place- it rupture let it rupture uh, yeah i'll, I'll take <laughs> my you chances place me next to an actor you fucking <laughs> How- a director monsters <laughs> oh man so they moved us to a private room um which was freezing uh but but we got to be in private to like have all these conversations and um and that's where you know kev tried to keep it light because on it like as midwesterners like it is how he and i both like kind of deal with this stuff Mm -hmm. you know so i've now at this point this is february 7th i think um at this point i've had two doses of methotrexate in the butt and um so let's talk numbers let's talk numbers at my highest level, um, my pregnancy hormone was at 7,000. 
Um, and I couldn't find like an average number. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's high or low, but I know that my friend who also was treated in the same way for an ectopic pregnancy, her level was at 1400. What? So I was like, okay. So I was, were you further along? Yes, but maybe by like a week or two. Whoa. And my mom dropped the nugget. She was like, well, maybe it was twins. And I'm like, okay, well, mom, that's not helpful. Um, but then oh, also my. I'm like, maybe that could be also why, like, maybe there would be a viable pregnancy and not, oh. but they didn't find anything. So it's don't even, yeah, not, not even entertaining it in Toto. I bled 37 days. Oh, oh my God. Um, did you wear pads the whole time? Yes. You, can, you couldn't wear tampons. Right? You can't wear a tampon. Um, you can't wear a tampon or a cup because you need to know if you're going through, um, a pad an hour. Holy moly. And so if the, that's the stat. Like if it's a pad an hour, then you have to go back to the ER because something's wrong. Um, Can't be a tampon an hour, people. No, I guess not. Um, I guess maybe that's easier to ignore. Like you like you yeah, aren't looking at it. I yeah. guess so. And they're like, we, uh, you can't wear a tampon because we've shoved too many things up you. Right, yeah. So. Well, and like what one nurse was like, you just got to make sure all that stuff comes out. And I'm like, it doesn't come out with a tampon? Okay. So out of the 37, 37 days I bled, days. Uh, 20... Four were like a heavy period. Oh my god! Um, but not like I wasn't going through like I wasn't even I was maybe going through p- two pads a day. Okay. So like I and I never was like d- bleeding so much it was going to leak. It was okay. just like heavier than my normal period. Um, Did it consistency? So the first couple of days when it was really heavy, it seemed kind of like just liquidy. But friends, the clots Ooh. got very interesting. Ooh. Um, Any strawberries in there? I will. I will play. um, Well, I'll play that in a little bit. I describe a clot in detail. Um, I also had my blood drawn fifteen times. After yes, Jesus Christ, because you have to go in twice a week after your um, treatment to track the hormone level, Uh, and so then you go in twice a week until you're dropping at a certain percentage and then you go in once a week and you have to go in every week until you are like a hundred percent not pregnant. So like the last time I went in, I was at less than 2% HCG level and they're like, okay, now you're not pregnant. I'm like, okay, thanks. Like congratulations. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Thanks buds. Um, my boobs were sore for six weeks straight. Oh my God. So it was like two and a half before all this. And it was like just pregnant sore boobs. And then they just were sore for another like three weeks. And they were sore enough where like every time I walked downstairs, you know, just like walking, it hurt. (laughs) Even walking, yeah, it hurts your boobs. We'll do like an immemorial version of that. <laughs> it's your boobs. A minor key version yeah. of that. <laughs> By a choir. <clears throat> a um, children's choir. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I have, uh, after I play the clip, I'm going to show you this picture. There was, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Vanta Black. It's like the darkest um, material ever made. Uh, and it's like when you see a picture of it, it's like the eye can't, it's so dark that I can't, Process, process it. it so just in in a in a room if someone's holding up something made with vanta black it looks like a black hole in the room you're standing in what it's a really weird substance anywho i had a clot that was that color. oh my god <laughs> i was like where is this what, what are you talking about it was like i took a picture of it and i feel like in the picture it looks it looks black but shiny but anywho it was That's i was like so funny what? it's black 
Um, like I see the end of time in my path. I see me, I'm an old woman. (laughs) Oh my God. And yeah, and by like throughout this whole thing, my hormones are all over the place. And like even now, like I feel a little more clarity, but like I've said that before and then I've been like, (laughs) so I'm still all over the place. Um, So uh, now I'm just going to play a couple clips back to back. Cool. Good morning listeners it is day four of a miscarriage watch i uh just had the tiniest bit of spotting yesterday um which is a little bit of a relief because i think the alternative of this medicine not working is um procedures and uh that scares me so that was a good thing. Also, um, they warned me that methotrexate messes with your GI tract. And they're right. They're totally right. I hadn't pooped since Thursday morning. And I can't remember if I actually pooped on Thursday. It could be that I hadn't pooped since Wednesday. Um, and we had a party yesterday, which like it, it had been long planned and I was like, I don't, I don't need to cancel it. It's fine. Uh, and then I really wanted to kick everyone out at like seven. Cause I was like, Oh, it's happening. The poop is ready. Um, but I held it together. Anywho. Um, so yeah, this morning I will be going to Kaiser, um, to, uh, do some lab work. Um, give some blood and they're going to test my HCG levels, which is the pregnancy hormone level. So yeah, so they're hoping they said that on day four, you know, hormone levels could be the same. I don't know if they would be higher. Um, cause I suppose like the hormones could have continued before the methotrexate actually took hold. Um, but by day seven, there should be a decrease in the pregnancy hormone. Um, and if there isn't, then it's either another dosage or, um, or the suction thing. So just kind of hoping my body takes a methotrexate, lets it happen. Um, my friend who also just went through an ectopic pregnancy and is kind of, uh, giving me some pro tips and things to expect. She had her fallopian tubes flushed, um, so... I have an appointment with my doctor on Wednesday and I will be asking her about this because no one told me about that. Um, so yeah, so I'll be keeping all of you up to date. Mental health is okay. I think I still have some numbness. Um, and I think that's to be expected. I'm pretty Midwestern. So I had some emotions and now I think it's just going to be kind of like a low level, sadness that I think I'll, I'll kind of kick, you know, in a couple weeks, but I'm doing all right. Hey, so you know how I just said, uh, that mentally I'm, I'm doing okay, numb, but you know, relatively stable. Well, just got back from the doctor where, um, I could see a pregnant woman rubbing her belly and I started crying, uh, in the waiting room and I was like, okay, get it together. Walked outside, saw little Robin, started crying. So, you know, I'm still a mess and I'll continue to be a mess, I think. And I'm just not going to say whether or not I'm mentally stable for a while. 
because I think I'm just going to jinx myself. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were going to say, then I saw like a baby and then a toddler and then a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Someone throwing a graduation cap in the air. (laughs) You saw a Robin. I saw a Robin. And I I expound on that. But you guys, Robins are so amazing. And I don't know why, but just thinking about one right now is making me cry. So, okay. Bye. So, yeah, I love that earlier that day. I was just like, so good. I think I'm okay. I think I had the sadness and it's over now. And then a robin lands on your windowsill and you're like, like, it's (laughs) over. Robins are amazing. Don't. And I mean, I've always thought that. So it was just I was like at a hyped up level. Okay. It probably was, was it a Robin? Do you know was Robins baby from Robin? Sparrows or something? Oh yeah, hundred okay, okay, percent. You know Robins too. Robins the breasted, have the red, yeah. orange. They are yeah. beautiful. They're yeah. beautiful, and they have little white eyeliner. Aww. And the other day I saw one. It is beautiful. It is beautiful, and they Kate? represent spring and, <laughs> <laughs> and rebirth. Oh God! Um, and so I, the other day I was in the park, and one hopped onto the sidewalk, no. like right in front of me, and I was like, "Oh, hey, little buddy!" And then he like gobbled up a worm, and I was like. Early bird gets the worm. (laughs) (laughs) And who? Okay. So I mentioned my friend who also went through ectopic pregnancy. She like was just getting out of it as I was getting into it. And she was a wonderful resource for me. Her name's Candy and I love her. She was just really like very like present. And it was like nice to talk to someone who had gone through this. You Mm -hmm. know, it was just like. Absolutely. Like, you know, you didn't have to complete sentences, you know. Um, and she did the flush yes, fallopian tube thing. Ask about that. Uh, and it wasn't actually because I she had had an Instagram story about it, um, but it it wasn't like to. I don't think it was to actually flush anything out of a fallopian tube. It was just it's a test they do to check your oh. fertility. And so they like they go through your cervix, oh and my God. then I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> and then they send dye up into your business Fun. to make sure that the dye makes it through each fallopian tube. Like when you stuck on a lollipop and then your tongue's purple? Sure. Now fallopian exactly tube. like that, Meg. Like now her one fallopian tubes are neon green. <laughs> Forever. Um, so she did it and like, and she's a little older than me so she's like, I just want to know like what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, and a doctor hasn't even talked to me about that. Mm, okay. um, and speaking of doctors not talking to me about mm. things. I am so fucking frustrated right now. It is day six um, after receiving methotrexate. And I had um, the night I was in the emergency room, the OB who saw me made me an appointment for today with my actual OBGYN. And, um, and then like the nurse practitioner after, you know, I, uh, after the day I was in the ER and through emails, she was like, it's very important you go to that meeting don't miss that meeting and I was like okay this is gonna be like a good appointment where we get to like talk shit out and you know it's like middle of the day they went at 2 45 so I had to like leave work and everything show up and uh the appointment was canceled and I was like okay and like of course they do that classic like yeah we emailed you about this they didn't fucking email me about it but I just have questions like you know I don't want to get all my answers from online and I don't know I guess I guess I just have to start treating my doctor like an email doctor. Like, I mean, I think there was just something about being in a room with someone where I could just ask them questions and like ask them follow up questions and like, 
not feel crazy. There's something about being like the woman who sends an email with like a laundry list of questions that, you know, feels like she might be um, disregarded. And I think, I don't know, it just, there was like some relief knowing that I was going to be able to sit and talk to a doctor. Because this whole time I was only either dealing with nurse practitioners or the bit of time I got to talk to an OB at the ER. And it just feels like this terrible thing happened and I haven't really gotten to talk to anyone who knows what's going on. You know, it's like I have never gotten any real answers. Oh, Meg, I'm so sorry. It, it, I like that kind of is where the switch of I think Kaiser's great to I I don't want I don't trust anyone at this Ugh, place anymore. Right? Like I never got to meet my actual gyno. Oh my like, god. This whole time. Um we had a 15 minute conversation that she obviously was trying to like wrap up. And I was like and then everyone else I talked to it felt like they were googling ectopic pregnancy. Oh my god. Um you know cuz they were looking at my chart. They were very confused. Um so anywho, it was really disheartening. And my friend Candy had a very different experience. Mm. So I'm like, okay, now I know, you know, like I think Kaiser's a great place to have like a healthy pregnancy and labor. Like mm. I have a lot of friends who've delivered there and it was great. But I think if something goes wrong, you have to like, you are in control of your health. Like you have to be your biggest advocate. You have to like keep track of all your shit because it's kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, then this is still within the week where I'm getting my blood tested um, to see where my home hormone levels are at. Um, so this is after my second blood test. Well, it's Valentine's Day and it's day seven of uh, will she stop being pregnant? <laughs> Gosh, the sitcom has a lot of names. <laughs> This morning I went in to give my final blood lab to see if my pregnancy hormone was going down. And uh, the good news was it did. Um, Though they say, ideally, by day seven, pregnancy hormone should be down by 15%. And unfortunately, I'm only down 14%. So what that means is I'm going to need some more methotrexate shot up in my butt which is such a bummer you guys because like just really it's just a bummer because I don't get to drink for another week um and so I just feel numb and bitter And they tried to get me to go to the ER tonight to get the shots. And I was like, it's Valentine's Day. I'd really not love not to spend several hours in an emergency room on Valentine's Day. And she's like, well, I I would order it now, which could hopefully mean you wouldn't be there for hours. But I can't promise that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. No one can promise that. She was actually really nice. Maybe she could be my OB. Anywho, luckily she scheduled something for me tomorrow, so I will have more chemo poison shot up in me. Um, It sounds like no suction thing, which is 
uh, a blessing, but it really sucks that I have to put more poison in my body and hurt my liver a little bit more before I hurt it a lot with a bottle of wine. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, it sucks oh, you couldn't man. drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So after you get a dose of methotrexate, uh, you're not supposed to drink because it's a shot. It's like a big punch to the liver. So they're mm. like, don't drink. And when you ask the doctor, like, for how long? They're like, mm, for as long as you can bear. Like, they don't give you uh, an answer. Also, I love that phone call. You're like, are you my OB? Can you <laughs> yeah. be my OB? <laughs> are you my mama? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll take anyone. I really will. Um, yeah. So, so after declining going to the ER, Kevin and I had a like a dinner where we pretended to be normal people, but we were like Bummerstown, USA. Cause then he also had like a stressful day at work and I was like, ugh, this is all terrible. So I had some cheap red wine because I was like, fuck the system. And then um I went to the doctor the next morning and like I had to like miss so much work because of all this, you I know? Bet. And like and of course like my work is really awesome, so they were understanding, but um it takes a lot to like schedule like quick last minute doctor stuff, you know? Yeah. So Friday morning I go to, um, the, it's called the injection clinic and I'm just supposed to be able to like, she assigned it to be at this desk. So as long as I just handed over my Kaiser card, it should be there. Um, and I get in line for the injection clinic. I get up to the desk. The guy's like super peppy, cheery guy. And he's like, okay, okay. Methotrexate. Hmm, what's that for? <gasps> no. Son of a bitch. And I'm like, uh, uh, and he's like, is it migraine? Is it migraine? Oh my God. And I was like, no, it's not a migraine. He's like, huh, what, what, what is it? Tell me what's wrong with you. And I was just like, are you is serious? Your doing first this? day on the job? Yeah, right. Exactly. And I was like, it's for an ectopic pregnancy. And he's like, oh, oh. I was like, yeah, that's why you don't ask Dumb anyone shit. what anything Fuck is yourself. for. So then he gets me in the system. I go wait. And then these two like nice, timid women are like, um, can we just can we talk to you back here? And they bring me to their little like office admin desk. And they're like, we don't have this <gasps> here. And I was like, um, OK, I mean, this is where the ER doctor told me to go. And they're like, yeah, but we don't we don't have that here. Oh, my Maybe God. Maybe try the seventh floor. <gasps> So I'm like, okay. So I go up How to the... How about you check the seventh floor? Why don't you make some fucking phone calls? Uh, I'm going through something. Um, but I go up to the seventh floor and uh, stand in line, get up to the desk, get hand over my card to the lady. She rings it. And I was like, I originally was supposed to go to the sixth floor, but they said they don't have what I'm here for. And she looks at it and she's like, methotrexate? <gasps> um, what's this about? Oh my Stop God. it. And so, and uh, so methotrexate is like the, the medicine that like they use when you have an abortion, like that's yeah. like, you know, the common like abortion medication. Right. So like, I feel like it's not actually that abnormal. Like Jesus, people. Either for, for whatever reason you need to end a pregnancy. They're really making you feel like no one's ever experienced this in their yes, life. Yes. hundred percent. So I explain, I'm like, I'm going through an ectopic pregnancy that I have to get a second dose of this thing. I was sent to sixth floor and I'm sent to you. And she's like. I don't think we have this. Um, maybe check the fifth floor. Shut Stop it. Ass. So I go down to the fifth floor. Uh, and as I'm like in the elevator going down, I'm like realizing how absurd this is. So then I like approach the fifth floor desk crying and I hand over my card and I'm just like, 
I'm here to try and track down some methotrexate because I'm currently having an ectopic pregnancy being terminated. So whatever I can do to make this happen. And I'm like teary eyed. And the girl behind the desk is like, okay. And she like gets up and she's like, I'm going to find someone and like goes behind, you know, the closed door and probably talks to a person, which is like the decency no one else had to give me. Um, Her name is Celia and she's my angel. Cecilia, you get me shots that go into my butt cheeks. Yeah. Um, so then I had to wait for like two hours because even though like it was oh my set up God. for some reason, it still wasn't ready. Meg's um, winning book race this year. I, 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 re- I think I read it half a book and it was a great book. Yeah, at least I was That's reading good. some good books during this stuff. Anywho. Um, and what's amazing about, cause at the ER, I'm already in the gown with the open back. So like getting the shots in the butt, I was just like, okay, roll over and roll over here. And when you get it in the clinic, you just like, pull down your pants enough to like get a cheek out but then you gotta stand with like your hip pop <laughs> you have this like sassy stance that's the you're girl shots. yeah you're doing like your america's next top model oh yeah like uncomfortable uh, smizing too oh hell yeah yeah <laughs> um you were crying. <laughs> <laughs> i looked amazing um so yeah so that was like i'm so sorry go yeah. fuck, go fuck yourself kaiser that's so um, obnoxious i'm sure people have had good experiences with kaiser but i'm done with them yeah um so yeah so this is the last my last thing i'm gonna play cool hey listeners well uh it is i don't know day 14 i think of um blood watch and uh, I have lots of updates. Um, I think last time I checked in, I found out I had to do the second dose of methotrexate, which was a bummer. Um, but I went in, got the two shots in my butt. They call me four shots Trowbridge now. Um, they all know me at Kaiser. They think I'm a hoot. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, couple days of more of the same and then two days ago I started getting pretty nasty cramps that felt very much on my left side very sharp and um, from the medicine you know I, I could still feel the pain pretty strongly um, which of course made me freak out because they were like oh if you have severe pain come in because you're probably rupturing so I of course thought that's what was happening um, but after calling the advice nurse twice they said that's probably fine unless you're like vomiting and bullet bowled over then it's not a rupture you're just being a baby which I was um well I wasn't being a baby it was actually painful but I survived it wasn't a rupture and two days ago I started bleeding uh and it came on like super fast like I'd been tiny tiny bit of spotting but um all the, it's like I went pee and then all of a sudden I wipe and I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of blood. And so I've just basically been having, you know, three heavy period days um, wearing the hospital grade pads, um, which honestly <laughs> I'm loving. Um, and today in particular was especially interesting because it was like the stuff that my body's expelling is really um, a marvel. And, uh, I'm just going to get super duper descriptive. Cause I feel like even people with like big, heavy periods will 
will know this feeling. But you know, it, this morning I uh, helped remove a clot, a very long dangly clot just hanging from my vulva. Uh, and, and luckily, I, you know, captured it in a way where then I could examine it. So I just had it on the toilet paper and I'm looking and it's got all these different colors, kind of looked veiny, like it was more than just gooey blood. It was like there was stuff. I, just, I have to pause. <gasps> I mean, Whoa. the sounds you're making oh. are like very where I was at. Like, oh, Also, I love noise. when I was like <laughs> dangling from my and Kate's like, noise. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, bodies are incredible. Oh my god! Um, I get that with boogers sometimes, where I like oh. poke, pick a booger out, and I'm like, "That's Whoa. a good booger. When you get a good one, <laughs> yeah. it's very good. Got it for a minute. Okay, there's a little more. What's been interesting after I started bleeding is that I started having a little more mental clarity, and I kind of wonder if that's because my hormone levels are going down, my pregnancy hormone levels, because I think for the past couple months I've been feeling a little foggy and always also I've been having caffeine again which could absolutely be another reason why I feel sharp um but yeah my brain is feeling a little more normal again so that's been one nice thing I think now that the bleeding has started it kind of feels like it's finally moving on where just kind of sitting and waiting to hear what the doctor's thought was just felt like a purgatory kind of thing so overall I'm feeling okay. I have great support. Um I've only been bleeding for 3 days. I'm sure if it goes on for a long time, I'm going to be pretty pissed, but I'm also like amping myself up for it. My friend who just went through an ectopic pregnancy bled for 10 days, and I think I was a little more pregnant than her by the time I got my injection. So I'm prepared to bleed for a long time. Um, but it's giving me a lot to talk about for the pod. So silver linings. All right. That's update for day 14. And that's the last poor Meg. Wow. The last thing I recorded. <sighs> um, well, I thank you so much for doing all that. Thank you, Meg. I, I, mean, I, I, I just, also, I just, I just read an email. Uh, a family member of mine also went through an ectopic pregnancy, and she bled for six weeks. I just oh, read wow. the email. Oh, yeah. So that's about you. Cool. Yeah. Because it's like, I bled for 37 days, but there were like chunks of like four days where I didn't. But it was, it was Weird. like a month and a half of like, I always had to have a pad on me. Otherwise, yeah. it would be everywhere. So now, I didn't take a picture of that big old clot because um, we hadn't had our discussion about capturing our amazingness um but you got the donkey came from this so the donkey was uh part of this whole bleeding thing listeners the episode before we've or a couple weeks ago we shared our our bleeding pictures if you haven't seen the donkey my god (laughs) it's too late now it's too late it's gone instagram it was um, 24 hours um but yes that was that was like later on in the bleeding so but i did capture the jet black one um and i'm gonna show it to you <gasps> the one oh that's god, like the oh black god, hole oh yeah oh the, my god here we go the vanta black only it's are shiny. we gonna are we gonna like pass out after it might, it's kind of graphic i'm afraid for meg no, i, I think pass out because it. of like the, we'll like see our futures and our eternity yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> we'll understand time yeah. in this picture at okay. least i'm already on a couch kate's couch will just become a fainting couch oh smart okay. that's nice all right here we go okay 
dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it is black. It's black water, like a black paint that you get yes. in school. Yes, it is paint. Oh my god! <laughs> and this is little. That's this jam. Is like, it's blackberry jam. Yeah. That Meg. No, I got it. <laughs> Meg, do you want me to zoom in? Oh my god! Wait, let me oh look at it. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. Dude, that is so black. That looks like raspberry blackberry jam yeah. that fell on the kitchen floor. Why and like you ruin all of my <laughs> Well, and also, I mean, if I can tell you, it, I mean, if you believe me, it's like blacker in person. Ew, <laughs> Anyways, gross. Every so often, I look at it because I'm just like, wow, that came out of me. That yeah. Is so bananas. And then it's like up on my phone when I open it, and I'm like, oh god. Yeah. yeah. So can we talk about first of all, rant? Can I talk about something? Mm. Yes. Read my labias. That there are still people out there and lawmakers out there that believe that a pregnancy should not be terminated after six weeks. Yeah. And it infuriates me to all hell and back that that your pregnancy was what, seven, Seven, eight eight, weeks? And in a lot of in a lot of people's minds, they would not allow you to have an abortion, even the life of a mother. Yeah. That is just some people's perception that like the life of a thing of cells is more important than humans. And it makes me so fucking mad. It's absurd. And like, you know, it's it was interesting to know because it's like everyone was sugarcoating it at Kaiser. You know, they were like, we have to treat it. We have to flush the pregnancy, you know, and I'm like, it's an abortion. We can talk about that. Like, it's I mean, when I read about methotrexate, it's either about rheumatoid arthritis or it's about getting an abortion. Mm -hmm. So like, let's yeah, let's just talk. I mean, like. Why is it still a hard word to say? You know, like whatever. Also, what are your thoughts on like, so your what are your thoughts on like the fact that women are told when they have a baby, when they're pregnant to not tell anyone for three months. Right. Right. Can we talk about that? And like how many people out there haven't even told their friends that they're pregnant, thus that they had a miscarriage. Yes. Like, Mm. should we be talking about it as soon as we're pregnant? Yeah. We'd be putting people probably through a lot more trauma like uh, your friends like i'm pregnant Mm -hmm. oh no i'm not i'm pregnant but i think it would like open up the normalcy of how common pregnancies and or how how common miscarriages are yeah so uh, the way i see it is uh, it's like if you're if you're doing it just to spare your friends it means that you have to go through it yeah 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 you know and like never be the reason and when i was talking to candy um like she kind of asked you know who had heard the good news before I had to tell the bad news and I was like well you know like to my besties like I got to tell them and um you know I had that really nice moment and but I didn't tell my mom you know I was like waiting for like a we were coming up with a fun way to like tell her um but we were waiting waiting for like that safe thing and like Candy started crying because she was like that's really sad that like you didn't get to have that with your mom like you like I only Mm. got to have the sad conversation with Mm -hmm. her and I was like that's I mean right like I kind of denied my mom that so my mom only got to have the sad thing because of this weird like taboo you know Mm -hmm. and I honestly like I'm I'm so glad I told you to. I'm really glad I recorded it. I'm going to like cherish that really? moment. That's, you know, that's like amazing. I didn't even realize I was, we were recording. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No. I remember thinking after you told me that you weren't pregnant anymore. I was like, oh, we shouldn't have recorded that. Mm. But if you're glad that we did, that's really great. Yeah. That you we had that moment. I mean, because I and I'm glad I told 
the because I told so few people mm-hmm. um and I'm just glad I got to enjoy it a little bit because like every so often I get these like wistful moments where I remember like the happiness mm. of like like being super freshly pregnant and like feeling the symptoms and being like oh like and just like cherishing all those little moments and mm. like it's like I'm I'm glad I got to share that with some people and then that I so soon got to be able to share the hardship with you guys too like yeah. I just I mean I can't I, I just don't understand why you're not supposed to talk about it yeah. you know yeah. and like I guess I understand like for, I think for the person going through the miscarriage and like I think it's probably best not to post it on social media because like if you then have to make the public announcement like JK that's not happening and then people miss it so then people keep coming back yeah. at you you yeah. know like I think like there's a certain level where it's like self-preservation sure. you know yeah I just don't think I, I yeah it just doesn't make sense to me that you have to keep it a secret because then there's also the stress of like you know we we have a lot of social occasions at this theater that's also a bar the bartenders know like Kate jokes that mm-hmm. like the first person who knows that she'll she's pregnant is going to be the bartender at yeah. piano fight mm-hmm. hi Kai yeah he will know immediately I'll come in and he'll be like the usual and I'll Club be like soda? Coke. Right, probably yeah. not because you can't have caffeine either right, so I'll probably yeah. say anyway I'm not pregnant but yeah <laughs> I will know before you guys do probably right probably. yeah because it's like this weird like you know you all this, yeah you can't and it's anyone. like you're giving these huge hints like I feel like other people like my good friends um Andy and Laurel Laurel friend of the pod um like I was hanging out with them and like they were making sure that they had non-alcoholic options at their house because they suspected I was mm, pregnant mm. and I was like is so sweet and then and they weren't wrong but then like the second time we came over it was like after the treatment and I was like I can tell you you guys think this is the case and it was the case but I'm definitely gonna have wine tonight because it's not the case anymore yeah um but yeah I just I think you have to do what's right for you don't not tell people because your doctor or you're gonna you think you're gonna jinx it yes yeah I'm sure people think that and I I, that definitely ran through my head, yeah. but like, but then it's like the That's regret. Works. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as, as far as I understand it, I didn't get a lot of one-on-one time with my doctor. She's like, so. did you tell anyone? Oh, you jinxed it. Well. You jinxed, That's the, uh, the scientific term is you jinxed it. <laughs> did you spit afterwards? No. Uh, then there you go. She crossed any black cats? Was there, yeah. Was there salt that you threw over your Ladders. Shoulders? You Damn probably it. walked under a ladder. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. Oh my um, God. Is there anything that you wish people wouldn't tell you after you've heard? I feel like maybe I have been the, <laughs> the culprit. The culprit. I, I did a, a light snap at Kate once. Mm-hmm. Cause the first time we talked, um, and the first couple times I heard it, it was comforting. So like uh, a thing that I heard a lot was, well, you know, you can get pregnant. Yeah. At least you know. Yeah. I think I said that too. And yeah. then I heard someone say, don't fucking say that. Yeah. And I was like, oopsie. <laughs> Ew. And the thing is like the first couple times, but it's like, it, we are all trained on like, you know, certain things to say, you yeah. know, like. Apparently all the wrong things. Well, I mean, or I think it's just the amount of times you hear it. And then the fact that like my chance of getting pregnant is now diminished. Right. You know? Which so is something we don't know because we yeah. don't know shit about our bodies. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. no one's fucking talking about this. Right. So, but yeah, so I was like that, it like stopped being a comfort after like the third time I heard it. I was mm-hmm. like, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm not right But now. I'm yeah. not. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> is there like anyone who's listening? Do you have any advice for someone who's gone through an ectopic pregnancy or know someone who has like. I th- so uh, the one thing that like 
worked for me um, was just knowing someone else who had gone through it. Like it was Mm -hmm. just like something oddly comforting because one of the things I wrote down two feelings um, that I wanted to make sure I communicated. One, I'm grateful that I got to tell some people I recommend it if that's what you want to do. Two, even though I told people and people were like super there for me, um, it's really lonely. Like mm-hmm. no matter like how much uh, like I could confide with Kevin or when I would talk to you guys about it, like it just like talking about it didn't make it better. didn't make it easier to deal with. Um, and it's just, it is, it's really lonely because, you know, it's just something you deal with on your own for a lot of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and I do even still now that I'm kind of on the other end of it. Um, I think I'm still going to try and find like a therapist or a grief counselor. Cause like yeah. the other day I was talking to Kevin, we were at the table and then out of nowhere, I just started crying mm-hmm. and it's cause like, I still haven't totally let myself process it. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking to someone who's been through it and like who was on the other end mm-hmm. and like who, who could totally like sympathize and empathize, um, and it just like did wonders for me. So, so if you like, don't be afraid to talk to people. And if you need someone to talk to you, like call the hotline and leave your number yeah, and I'll call you. Like, sure. you know, if you need someone who's been through it, um, give us a call and I'll track you down. Yeah. And an email oh. vicious cycle podcast at Gmail. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Anyhow, I'm happy to be there for right. anyone. Um, well, you know what? We're here for you, Meg. We got a surprise song for you. Oh my God. Okay. Ready? Here we go. <clears throat> we didn't practice this. Yes, we are. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. So no one told you life was gonna no. be this way. <laughs> your job is lit, you're fit. But now the stupid shit. <laughs> it's like you're always looking for some cheer. When you bleed for a day, a week, a month, but But hopefully hopefully not a year, (laughs) but we'll be there for you. When you bleed for two months, we'll be there for you. When the drugs aren't enough, we'll be there for you. And we'll sing off key too. Kate had to pull out her earphone and plug her ear to get that harmony. <laughs> and it was still off key. So good. You guys, I love you I love so you much. We love so you much. too. Thank you for I bearing your soul for us. I also tried my hand at a song. Yay! Oh, also did acapella. I wanted this to riff into what other songs could we do, but I it's hard. Ecto. It'd only uh, take ectopic. four shots to end this. Oh, nope. Meg, stop. You haven't, you haven't watched Hamilton. You're not allowed to sing Hamilton. That's four. That's no, Eminem, four. It's Eminem. Oh, oh. Eight I'm not throwing away shots. four shots, <laughs> and I'm not giving away four shots. shots. Okay, so this was I just in case this was a downer episode, I really wanted to like bring some lightness yeah. into it. Great. You didn't trust us, I get it. Uh, no, I mean I <laughs> had zero faith that you were gonna bring in a surprise song. I suspected. Um to the tune of Let It Go. Oh boy. Uh, Great. this is this, I'll this is what I got. <clears throat> oh ecto prego can't let it grow anymore your fallope it will blow take those shots yes your butt will be sore that's all i got I don't <laughs> wait we gotta do this i don't care i'm drinking this wine <laughs>
Let the blood pour out. <laughs> Someday I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> that didn't sound convincing. It's, that's how you feel, though. You know. Yeah, Someday you know. I'll stop crying. <laughs> oh yay! Aww. Long story short, I'm so glad I have you in my life. Us too, listeners, and you guys. And I'm doing okay. And I just I felt like this was an important thing to talk about. So yeah, I hope it's helped I hope, you. Yeah, I hope this helped. It did. It, honestly, it helped to keep this in mind as mm. I was going through it. Nice. I was like, Good. "There's an out. There's a way to talk yeah, about." There's this. an outlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you need an outlet, call us. Call call the hotline. Nine one zero six uterus. Nine one zero six uterus. Tell us how you bleed like us at nine one zero six uterus. Yeah, I'll get back to you. It, like, I as a human to human, I will I will connect with you if you call us. Yay, yay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, we will be interviewing an Oscar winner. Yeah. By the name of Sophie Ashaim. She was one of the executive producers on Period End of Sentence, which just won an Academy Award. She's an incredible young lady. She yeah, is. and we got her on the horn and we talked to her. So watch the movie on Netflix. It's about 25 minutes. You can watch it and listen to our episode. In the meantime, call us. We're here for you. And we love you. And we love you, Meg. We love you, Meg. Love you guys. Keep calm. And bleed everywhere. Bleed black. Bleed black clots everywhere. Bleed black. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.